I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. Hi! Hey! How you doing? I'm good. Did you get another fancy haircut? Uh, I don't know about a fancy one, but I got a haircut. Um, I, I told you and Carla uh, off mic before we started about uh, uh, a bit of a, a, a media appearance I may be having at some point in the future. Um, and so I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. I had uh, I had a haircut before that because my shit was pretty out of control. So <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah. So, okay, so that's all still um, in progress. Yes, I can't talk anything. about that still, unfortunately. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, here we are. <laughs> How's your last couple um, weeks been? Oh my god, dude. Okay, so um, the day that we were chatting with Carlisle, like it was actually the day before that, I started feeling kind of unwell, right? Mm. Like my stomach wasn't so well, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just not getting enough sleep or whatever. And then, like later in the day, I started to feel really gross. And then Tuesday, really sick. Mm. Um, and Wednesday, I went to urgent care because. Oh no. um, there was blood coming out of places that it should not be coming. And I was like freaked out. Um, So I went to urgent care and they assessed me and they got me in right away. She ordered a CT scan for the following day, started me on antibiotics, which it turns out was a big mistake. Mm. Um, And then I went to the um, St. Joe's to get the CT scan, which was, I guess, good. But then he said it's not diverticulitis, which is what the original diagnosis was. It's um, probably um, like this uh, autoimmune thing um, mm. called um, ulcerative colitis, I think it's oh, called. Oh, okay, yep. Um, so uh, he was like, okay, go sit in eMERGE and we'll get you in to see a specialist right away. And emergency departments, as many people I'm sure will be aware, are like really chaotic, stressful places. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they had triaged things in very specific ways. So, you know, folks, anybody who was looking for, you know, COVID stuff was like way, you know, off in another area. Um, Lots of seats outside. They put me in a waiting room with not that many other people, but it was still just incredibly stressful. And I was like... I thought I was just coming here to get a CT scan and going home, so I'm not emotionally prepared right. at all for this. Um, and I was able to tolerate it. I actually just kind of, I went into shutdown mode. Like, I put the mute on my hearing aids because that will mute things, like muffles things substantially. Um, and I was trying to close my eyes, you know, to not take on too much stimulation or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or the for me, it's more just taking on the emotions of everybody yeah. else in the room. And I could, you know, people aren't there because it's fun. Like there's something shitty happening and, and I could feel all that. And I was doing really good. I lasted for almost two hours before I was like, I I don't think I should be here. Like, I feel like this isn't, I'm not at a, enough of an emergency for me 
to be here, um, mm. to take up this space. I feel like somebody else should. And so I just went to the front to just say, hey, like I wasn't trying to be demanding. I was just like, can I, I don't know, just go somewhere else and just talk to my family doctor after or whatever. And the attending physician just happened to be walking by mm, at that mm. point. And she was like, I'll see you right now. And I was like, ah, okay. So she did what she needed to do and this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but when I went to urgent care, they took a whole bunch of blood tests, but mm -hmm. unfortunately um, the person who did that collapsed the vein in my arm. So oh, okay. this has happened before and it just looks worse than it is. Just my arm gets all bruised Bruise, and scary yeah. looking. And so they wanted to take more blood and emerge. And I'm like, they just took like eight vials yesterday. Are you sure? And she's like, no, no. And then she goes and I'm like, honey, it's not going to work. And she tries anyway. And I'm like, it's not going to work. So then she tries the other side, collapses that vein. It doesn't work. And then, so she had to take it out of my, I looked really quite awful for no a few kidding. days. Like, but um, it's fine now. Anyway, so they did all that. And then she says, keep taking the antibiotics, but I know the antibiotics aren't what I need. I can sense it because there are two specific kind of antibiotics I've taken in the past that make me really, really sick. And these mm. were just them. It right. was um, uh, called Cipro and Flagyl. And both of them have not had, a, I've not, I feel not well. It's really bad. Um, so this is all happening and I'm taking these antibiotics and then they call me, I, I finally get to go home. It's been yeah. like five hours and I'm, I'm at a home. <clears throat> Osvaldo can't come and stay with me because of COVID precautions. So that's fair. Um, I get home. Um, and then they call me and they're like, oh, we forgot to give you your stool sample kit. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is where it gets really fun. So the following day, because I'm like, I really, the nurse is like pretty, you know, she's funny and whatever. And she's like, I understand you don't want to come back here. It's awful. I'm like, no, I don't. I'll come tomorrow. <laughs> and so I go back and I pick up the thing and then. It's Friday before the Easter long weekend, right? And the nurse tells me on the phone, you either get it in like today or you wait until Tuesday. Because right. it's like the specialist won't even be looking at anything because they all take the long weekend off, of course, sure. right? So I'm like, okay. Um, so I get home and I realize I have to go. And I'm like, okay, so there is a Life Labs like like not far from here. So I'm going to go and this is going to suck. And so I go and I'm like gagging and I have a mask on and I'm doing what I need to do to get this like matter into this little vial. And then I put it in the discreet brown paper bag all wrapped up and then I get a lift and the guy knows where I'm going and I'm in there with the paper bag. Right. And I'm like, he knows I have a bag of shit. Oh my God. I'm so mortified. <laughs> nothing, nothing is said in the car. Cause he's probably like, I got to get this person with her poop out of here. And then I, I get there and I go to pull open the door and the door is locked. And I'm like, it doesn't close for another half an hour. I cannot have missed this. And I can feel the anxiety starting right. to like get into my throat. And I'm like, uh-oh. And I'm like, okay, why aren't they open? And then I look at the little sandwich board that they have outside with very small letters at the bottom that says, by appointment only. <sighs> Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. They have to let me in anyway. There's got to be somebody, somebody's got to answer. So I'm like Googling on my phone and I'm like frantically like somebody's got to do this, this is going to be in and I'm calling and nobody's answering their phones. 
And then this, you know, cleaning woman is like trying to go into the building. I'm like, can you please let me go into the building? And she just looks like stricken. She's like, oh my God, not another panicky person. I could just tell she just does. She's not allowed to let me in. Right. And so she's like, sorry. And then I see her just kind of walk away probably to some secret side door somewhere so uh-huh. she doesn't have to deal with me anymore and then I'm like oh fuck and now I'm starting to get really agitated I'm like my hands are shaking and I'm like freaking out and then I realize this guy stops on his bike and he's like excuse me and he's like an older white guy like middle class kind of thing and I'm like what and he's like your lights on on your camera on your phone can you turn it off and I'm like how is my light on my fucking phone like you're like God, like, what are you, some kind of, like, you're a NIMBY, fuck off. Like, I was getting really mad. I was like, you're not even trying to help me get away. And then he drives away, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, it's hitting me. I'm not getting into this facility, and I'm standing here with my own shit (laughs) at a a corner (laughs) near, like, commercial and Broadway, which is also known as being a little bit of a sketchy corner. I can see a guy out of the corner of my eye with his shirt off having a moment and I'm like everybody in this area thinks I'm just having a moment so I'm just that person so I'm like okay what am I going to do like I so I call this other business in the building and they're like we we're not even there like there's nobody here nobody's going to help you you're on your own and I'm like okay So I have like a couple of options here. Like I could just leave the bag of shit outside the building, which would be the most aggressive, aggressive, shitty thing literally to do to the staff. Or I could just take out the requisition and walk across the street to the Safeway parking lot where there's a garbage can and like throw my poop in the garbage. And that's what I did. (laughs) I threw... My little brown paper bag. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, what if an unhoused person opens that bag and thinks there's food in it? Oh, my fucking God. Like, and then I was, like, feeling even more embarrassed about that. And then bags. I didn't want to. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that was Good Friday. (laughs) Sounds like you had a great Friday. God. So as it turns out, that was a case of like, it was an overwhelm. You know how I was saying like in their text message, like it was an accumulation of overwhelm. Like it had been building for a couple days. And then by the time I got to that light lab place, I was not mentally stable enough to just realize that I could just try again at another date. Like that, those things didn't cross my mind. It was just like, I'm in crisis. I have shit and I'm, I don't know what to do. And when I told, you know, my partner about it, and he was like, I can't believe you even thought about leaving that bag of poop there. And I was like, well, I was mad. And he was like, you would never actually do that. And I was like, I wouldn't. But it's still like, ah, there would have been something satisfying about it. I never would have felt good about it. But it just would have, it would have been an outlet or an expression. I don't know. Right. You know? <laughs> But I can see why people lose their shit outside of medical places. I can totally see why that happens. Because you've been through this whole thing, like, and it's been ratcheting up, like, for three days, like, going from, oh, they're probably just going to tell me I need antibiotics, to, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, we need to get you in for a CT scan stat, to, like, oh, my God, you need to go to the ER. And then I start really worrying. And then, you know, and then they give me this weird apparatus to do this poop thing, which is an ordeal unto itself. And then I can't even give them the sample, Fuck. So that's my story. 
about how that went. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. So even with all the tools that I have, and even with all the awareness that I have of what to do when I'm stressed, it all went out the window. And partly because the antibiotics I was taking caused like a bit, um, and one of them is known for doing this, they can actually cause you to have anxiety attacks. Mm, mm. So that that was like layered on top of me already not feeling well and everything else. So I just couldn't, I couldn't regulate, I couldn't regulate myself. Yeah. And, um, and as soon as I stopped taking the antibiotics, I started feeling better. Um, and they've given me another medication now that is, this is like, it's an um, autoimmune condition that some people just get. My grandmother had it. Mm, um, mm. It's not life threatening. It's just that when the blood was there, it was really scary and of I course. didn't know what it was. Yeah. So, um, but I'm fine now. It's just like, yeah, that's just anybody who's ever been out there with a bag of their own poop. I feel you. You know, what I keep thinking about is like, there have been so many times where, you know, I'm waiting for a bus or whatever, and I'll like have my backpack beside me or something like that. There have been there have been a lot of times where I've just forgotten something in the bus shelter. I've forgotten an umbrella. I've forgotten, mm. you know, my my tote bag. I've forgotten my lunch that I packed that day. Just imagine mm. if you like get on get on the bus to go to the hospital or whatever, and you're like halfway there and you're like, oh, my God, I left a paper <laughs> bag with my shit on the bus bench. <laughs> That is totally something I would do too, right? Just like. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I mean, I'm grateful for the healthcare system, you know, like next day CTC scan or not CTC, mm -hmm. CAT scans or whatever they're calling them these days. And have you ever had a CT scan, Jordan? I don't believe I have, no. It's fucking trippy and cool. It's like this like big donut thing. And like you go in there and your name's on it. You feel kind of famous because you see your name and it's got like all your vitals and everything. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going in here. And they gave me like this injection to light up my insides. And that felt kind of trippy. So it was like mm -hmm. had a belly full of warm liquid. And I was just like, this is kind of fun. <laughs> and then I wanted to take a picture, but they wouldn't allow it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, that part was actually kind of neat. Um, nice. And, I mean, every medical person that I came across was all pretty decent. They were all very compassionate, given how overworked they've been, especially in the last two years. Everybody was mm -hmm. pretty great. It's just, um, uh, word to the wise, uh, find out before you're going to drop off your samples if it's appointment only. <laughs> oh, man. That is, uh, I'm sorry that you went through that, uh, but mm -hmm. I'm glad that you can laugh at it, um, even though it was pretty recent, so... Yeah, it's been, if I if you and I had been talking the next day, it probably wouldn't have sounded very funny to me. <laughs> I'm still feeling pretty dramatized, but now I've got a little bit of space and distance, and yeah, I'm feeling a little better about life in general than I nice. was at that point. Anyway, I know you can't talk about your top secret things, but how are things going with you? Oh, pretty good. Um, yeah, just uh, back to uh, uh, teaching and doing some more improv and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we're still doing, uh, uh, masks and vax checks for all that stuff, but getting back mm. to it in some capacity. So yeah, you know, I've had, uh, had some shows to perform in and some classes to teach and that's been a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, it's, it's been pretty quiet for me, honestly, just sort of been, uh, working and just like, you know, getting, uh, uh, I guess my, my spring inventory in order. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, geez, I don't know. I have, uh. Hmm. Not not a whole heck of a lot else going on. I have I have two things that I can't talk about. I I drove a journalist friend of mine around uh, all day on on when was that? 
I think Friday, no, yesterday, uh, uh, for a story, he was doing a bunch mm. of interviews, but, uh, doesn't drive. Um, so it was like, uh, yeah, I've done this kind of thing for him before. It's uh, it's a lot of fun for me, especially when it's an interesting story. So yeah, so that was kind of fun. Um, and yeah, beyond that, um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty, pretty damn quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's actually a good thing, but I think mm-hmm. that's cool. You're mentioning cause, um, back when I used to try to write more and like do more like photo stories and stuff I would usually have to get somebody to drive me around if it was <laughs> anything suburban because if it was like yeah. outside of like my little inner city enclave I had to like take transit and that was never fun I do remember running across eight lanes of the Deerfoot once to go get a fucking grip and grin photo of some like event way out in the northeast and remember oh thinking God. to myself I just did that for $75 <laughs> or whatever I was getting paid it wasn't very much money but I put my life at risk yeah in heels I was wearing fucking heels I don't know why <laughs> I used to think of that as like, yeah, I'm a real go-getter, but no, that's like unnecessary risk. Right. Just, just <laughs> impractical. <laughs> yeah. And impractical too. Um, but yeah, um, I actually have some other kind of exciting news. Oh, do tell. We're getting a dog. Oh yeah. Cool. What kind? <laughs> um, she's a Mexi mix. She's, um, you know, like a, a rescue dog that's coming up from, yep. um, like a rescue shelter in Mexico. I guess the family mm-hmm. that had her, she went into heat and they just like threw her out in the street. Um, she's like a, she's an adult dog. She kind of looks like, I don't know. She's a really trippy looking dog. She's got like, like I wanted to call her Yayoi Kazuma because she's got like all these little spots on her ears. Like, yeah. but she's part lab, part, maybe part pit bull, but maybe part Dalmatian. Mm. And apparently she's just kind of this gentle old soul and just needs a home. So we're, she's coming. Nice. I guess in early June, I think is when we'll have her, but that feels like a pretty grown up thing to do. No kidding. Uh, is this like the first time that you've had a pet uh, as an adult, I guess? Um, no, because I mean, I had cats on and off for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, and then I had my mom's dog for quite a while um, when they had, they were going through some stuff. So I had her dog um, and I've lived with a variety of different dogs. And then when I first got to Vancouver, I was kind of a quasi professional pet sitter. Right. Nice. I, d- I did that for almost a year. And then I, I remember, even, yeah. Yeah, and I even worked like at a doggy daycare for like a minute before I realized the owner was not well. <laughs> um, <laughs> just spending too much time around dogs, I think, and not enough time around people. But um, yeah, so I've kind of secretly wanted to have a dog for a long time, but just, you know, the housing market being what it is in Vancouver, it was just like, oh, we just take what we can afford. And yeah. Most places don't allow pets, so we just was just never in a conversation. So as soon as we got into this co-op, like we were in here a week and I was like on pet finder. Something. And apparently, you know, it's of course really good for your mental health. And um, so I'm actually pretty excited about that. Nice. Uh, yeah. It'll give me something to do. Um, but I was howling with my sister about this. Cause I was like, why is it that dog shit doesn't bother me, but my own feces, like, I can't cope, like, gag, and like, I, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> well, I like, think I think that's a, that's a deep-rooted uh, uh, social taboo across pretty much every society. It's, it's a universal one. So, you know, that, that mm. I think, says that it's, uh, it's probably comes on a pretty well-founded biological basis that, that as a species, it's, uh, it's, 
in our best interest to be revolted by our own shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you remember, I want to say this was like, this was around the time of my 40th birthday and it kind of scarred me a little bit, but I never actually saw it. But there was this viral video called Two Girls, One Cup and everybody was trying to get me to watch it and I refused and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I never saw it either. Uh, my, I was again aware of this. Someone had had sort of told me about it, and I was like, "Wow, that sounds fucking horrible." Um, and then uh, uh, someone that we used to work with, who I will uh, leave nameless for now, uh, tried to tried to get me to open that link uh, on my computer at at work in front of you know presumably everyone in the office by sending me that link over Messenger uh, uh, and not telling me what it was. And of course, I had no idea. Um, but fortunately, I did not click on it uh, because I'm smart enough to Google things first. Um, but yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, so sorry. I guess that's that's my context for it. Tell, tell me why you brought it up. Just because that, I just remember oh, like, how horrified I was at the concept right. of that, and like how many people were actively trying to get me to watch it. Right. What, I don't know why. It's so interesting that you bring that up because I do remember that at iStock too. People would send me shit. I don't know how many times I got rickrolled. Those fuckers sure, like, yeah. do that to me, right? Or just somebody would send me the most inappropriate things of like depiction of sexual acts and I'd be like what like all the developers like had their desks behind me and I right. got this like offensive content on my screen I'm just like oh I didn't I didn't god it was just like the worst um, I have a good idea who may have sent that to you but anyway um I like suspect a, that your suspicion is wrong I I, I think oh. I'm, I I have a guess of who you think it is uh and and it's not who you expect <laughs> um, interesting yeah uh the only kind of like Again, I, I am not the sort of person who who seeks out things related to poop because I too am grossed out by it. But mm. one very, very, very funny viral video I remember seeing was a guy who was standing on a bridge just buck-ass naked and just ran towards the edge of this bridge at full tilt and launched himself into a mid-air cartwheel and shit a perfect fat turd out of his ass in mid-air, which then, like, you know, presumably went down to the surface of the water with him. It is, it is honest to God, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for those at home, I'm covering my mouth in awe and disgust, but also mildly intrigued. <laughs> it is. It, I mean, it's, you know, it's like bodily functions, right? And and I do feel like we shouldn't be so ashamed of them, but also like you're, you know, it is like a survival thing to not want to engage mm -hmm. with like our bodily. Yeah, you, you, you go away from the germs. You, you, you tell the germs to fuck off. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's just like I'm, I've extracted everything I need from this and now it's going away. Right. That's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. um, I actually saw something on Instagram today. People are selling like urine, aged urine. I'm like, what the fuck? This yeah. is like <laughs> oh man, yeah. The urine therapy thing is that's that's a thing that's been around for I think like forty plus at least years. Actually, I suspect that's probably something that goes back ages. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, that's a real fucking. There's a lot of weird health kind of 
practices that people get into online. And that's among the weirdest. Uh, there's this one other podcast I listen to called uh, Report This Post, where they basically mm. get a topic and then uh, read a whole bunch of just the most awful posts on the internet, just the most revolting, disgusting things on that subject. And they did a whole episode about urine therapy. And man, that was that was a rabbit hole. Just, just nasty, nasty people on the internet, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of glad that I'm 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 not engaged in that. I think it's just because I follow um, the Conspirituality podcast, where they talk a lot about you know the grift that goes on with a lot sure. of these sort of like guru and culture moments. And speaking of that, I'm sure you've been on the Bird app today. Oh, uh, yes, I have, That's except it took news. me a while to figure out what was going on because uh, I have Elon Musk's name muted um, among hundreds of other <laughs> things to kind of like, you know, keep nice. it so that I never have to see anything about that stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I was kind of like going through a bunch of like, um, <laughs> not subtweets, but I guess like people kind of uh, uh, dancing around the fact, uh, but without using his name. And so I was able to piece it together from that, that, that he bought the Bird app. So, yeah. Right. And I, what I love is that people, you know, they're saying things like men will spend $45 billion on an app instead of going to therapy. And like, you know, um, he said he would solve world hunger, but he didn't like the plan. So he's spending like, right, like multiple times more than that. Um, and my, you know, my first reaction was like, well, that was nice. But you know, like, I only came back to that, like a year ago to research ADHD. And now I just use it to get outraged about housing. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know. Like, so I'm not all that active on it. <clears throat> I just kind of feel like, well, if things really go sideways and certain ex-presidents come back and start harassing people again, then I'll probably just not go on it. Um, like, that seems pretty, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I and, um, you know, if I'm if I'm proven wrong down the road, so be it. I don't think that anything is going to fundamentally change in the slightest. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's the, the the thing that really kind of I thought was funny that put it in perspective is is people being like, oh no, like Elon Musk owns it now instead of like a Saudi billionaire and like yeah. a bunch of fucking venture capital. Like those people aren't all just as awful as he is, right? Right. And that's so true. so it's just like yeah, you know, it's it's kind of. Um, you, you again. I largely live my Twitter life free of that stuff in the first place, just because mm -hmm. I am so judicious with my mutes. Um, and and so again, I just I don't think that anything will change for me on there. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. if they start cracking down on on you know, you, you can't say fuck the cops or whatever anymore. Maybe I'll get in trouble, but uh, I don't. I honestly right. don't see that that coming because um, you know, uh, I think that. I think that Elon Musk considers himself a libertarian uh, and that's the sort of thing where like, if anything, there's going to be more people saying worse things on the app, not a speech crackdown per se. Uh, right. But you know, who knows what'll, what'll happen uh, again. Maybe I'll mm. be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a good point. And um, somebody did raise that same idea in my feed as well. And then somebody said, yes. And they also have board governance, which is going to go away. Like, mm, so mm. that is actually kind of an important piece. So when things are like, there is rampant political misinformation happening, for example, they could start to do some things to right. not, not that they did it before it was happening, which would have been the smart thing to do. But, um, so I just see, you know, the next political cycle, there'll just be more, you know, leveraging of misinformation and just, mm -hmm. I mean, just what social media does. Like it just like, 
gets people upset and like gives them lies, <laughs> gets them, you know, <laughs> just like, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, certainly not as engaged as like I was, I think for a little while. And then like, I, it just kind of goes through ebbs and flows for me. And I sure. understand like, it's a lot of privilege to be able to say that because there's a lot of people in the disability community that use it for mutual aid and they're concerned the algorithms will start to shut that down because sure. of people wanting to profit from that or whatever. And I get that. Um, it's yeah. the thing though is that that all of this is already happening. Like it, Twitter already penalizes uh, uh, posts that contain the word Patreon, the word GoFundMe, um, mm. things like that. They're, they're already get downranked and penalized. They're they're already less visible, um, and so that's why you see people kind of trying to skirt it with asterisks and stuff like that when they're when they're posting those links. Mm. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, uh, yeah, and and that's not to say that it's right or or a good thing, but I, I just feel like everything was already headed that direction, whether he is head of it or somebody else is head of mm, it. So yeah. yeah, and the union busting, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be using the busting all the unions who use Twitter to organize and stuff like that. But like, mm, mm. yeah, I mean, I think that nefarious things are going to be <clears throat> happening because of billionaire culture, right? Like you, you have these people up at the top; they're just going to do what they can to remain as wealthy and powerful as they want to be. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah, I don't feel as, I don't feel as upset as when I first kind of heard about it. Like I kind of calmed down and yeah, I am feeling calmer. <laughs> That's good. Used to, yeah, than I was. Um, but yeah, um, there was something else I was going to tell you about. And now I don't remember. Well, well, I'll segue into just, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to, just talk for a sec about, um, yeah, that, that the last episode we did with Carla, mm. I am so, so happy with how that one came out and we've heard from a lot of people with really positive feedback. Um, and yeah. And, and so, you know, just wanted to say thank you again, Carla, for doing that with us and thanks everyone for listening. Cause yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really proud of how that one turned out. I think it was great. Yeah. And she was so great to chat mm -hmm. with. Like I just like, she also really inspired me too. Um, to want to get back on the page, to want to be, you know, true to my own stories and like mm -hmm. just do what feels right. And it's interesting. I noticed uh, on Twitter, she's like, I'm burned out. I'm like, oh boy, do I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to be able to just acknowledge that and, you know, just say, I can't, I don't, I don't want to engage. I don't want to do anything. I just want to like stare at the wall or whatever it is that she needs to do. But yeah, and then there was, it was so cool to talk to her too. Um, and to, yeah, I think almost just kind of to bear witness to what happens, like the fallout from, um, you know, what happened, like when she first started talking about what the asshole was doing and like, mm -hmm. um, and then everything that happened after the fact and how she was kind of thrown under the bus, um, but that how she's managed to, to move through that with integrity. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's really important. Um especially for anybody out there who listening who who could have been through something similar may have even been on a smaller scale when when you speak up for what's right and then you get absolutely eviscerated for it and like thrown out of your social groups and you know you lose professional opportunities that's the worst feeling in the world but at the end of the day it's like you get to look yourself in the mirror and say like I did what was right um, and you still have your integrity at the end of it yeah exactly yeah um, mm -hmm. So, that, yeah, that's why the, one of the reasons it was just so cool to talk to her and, like, learning more about, like, the wider 
kind of impact of what that guy did and the different careers that he he ruined and lives mm-hmm. and yeah and the fact that he's still out there trying to trying to get attention like I'm trying not to use his name because I just don't yeah wanna, no I understand you know. um and then like how that there is still that culture like where people um do shit like that they do really shitty things and then they somehow like rise up again and people just kind of forget about the awful things they did but often the people that were the victims of that bear even worse consequences and they don't get that same option i don't know it's just really it just really pisses me off (laughs) understandable (laughs) yeah yeah um just that we're still kind of like built around that culture you know oh he's mm-hmm. redeemed now he went to therapy or whatever you know and that may be true but what about the person that was impacted by it and everything that they lost like why yeah. are they why do they still have to explain why they were wearing what they were wearing or whatever like that's just so silly um, yeah you know like like everybody <clears throat> everybody deserves a second chance i think but also you know um when your actions uh, uh, ruined a lot of people's first chances and fucked them up so bad that they may never take a second chance at, at whatever their kind of thing that they were pursuing was, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think that, yeah, you know, like, um, he can do podcasts or whatever the fuck. Uh, I just hope that nobody's going to listen to them. I certainly mm-hmm. don't. Uh, and yeah, like, um I, I don't even know where I'm where I'm going with this. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do. I do believe that 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 people deserve second chances. I think that that restorative justice is is more. Um, I guess more just than 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 mm-hmm. carceral justice. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I guess there's has to be I feel like a lot of input from um, from the victims about whether that is or isn't restorative and whether whether mm. they, they don't feel or not. Yeah, let me try this again. Whether or not they feel that justice has been served because, you know, that's that's you can make a, a donation or whatever and, and make an apology. But, you know, if if the wronged party says, I don't accept that apology, do you do you say well i did the thing that i that i i did everything i could i've done my part or do you make a sincere good faith attempt at at engaging with you know owning up to the consequences of your actions whatever that mm-hmm. looks like um yeah. but obviously with the victim's input but then of course there's so many more com- complications there uh, many people i'm sure would never want to talk to the person that victimized them and and mm-hmm. and you know sort out the terms under which justice is served or what have you and boy we're getting down a real uh, uh, moral rabbit hole now and um i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> cut that off at the past before i yeah before i just uh, end up sitting deep in thought with my chin in my hand the rest of the afternoon damn <laughs> what does justice actually look like <laughs> a moral rabbit hole i love it um it's true though and i mean that's exactly what you know how the theme was when we started talking with carla about like justice sensitivity or justice mm-hmm. insensitivity or injustice sensitivity or justice insensitivity or whatever you want to call it right but, sense like, just intivity <laughs> um but yeah um what i did want to talk a little bit more about too is like uh 
sensory overwhelm because we have mm-hmm. touched on, on that in the past. And that was kind of why I wanted to share the story about my bag of poop because it <laughs> it's like people don't quite grasp like how intense that is. Um, like getting into a loud environment, especially um, and lots of different lights and noises and like more than one conversation happening at once. Yeah. Um, and how that's, how that accumulates like, and I've talked about this on the show before, but like when at my old job, when I'd be in a meeting and there'd be like 12 people around a boardroom and I'd say, can we just kind of do one at a time? And then as soon as I stood up, like six conversations would break out and I'd be like, uh, what the fuck is even happening? <laughs> just because there'd be like so many different voices, my brain would be like, yeah. can't compute, can't compute, can't compute. And then I'd be like, okay, okay go to the bathroom get yourself together. And I'd like go to the bathroom, have a drink of water, come back and there'd just be this constant like thing again. I'd be like, okay, everybody, can we just like, you know, one at a time. And then I would ask again. And then I would ask again. And then the fourth time I'd be like, okay. And then I'd be the crazy person Yep. saying why, like, why is, why, what's her problem? Like, why can't she just like, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's, you know, just what happened outside of the Life Labs clinic. You know, it was just like, I was cool. I was cool. I was cool. I'm not fucking cool right now. <laughs> um, and I couldn't think of, like, how to stimulate my vagus nerve or like, mm, right. anything. It just all went, I completely forgot about the whole vagus thing. Um, and now I'm trying to get back into that. Because you nice. got me into that. Um, but, yeah, like the over overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Like the stimulation and like yeah, um, I <clears throat> excuse me, I, I dealt with that. Uh, uh, I've been dealing with that a couple times recently um, for a very silly reason. Uh, so again, I'm going to talk about podcasts. There's another podcast I listen to, and they did a couple episodes recently where the mixing was just it was just awful. Uh, uh, so mm-hmm. sometimes they'll do an episode where they watch something and then kind of do like commentary over top. But um, you know, you need to mix your commentary louder than the source. Uh, the 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 source material was louder than than the two hosts talking and so mm. it was just like and they were listening to something that was like three people talking so it was ah. literally like five voices all mixed at the same uh level just like and i was just like i was just like holy fuck like i th- this is literally unlistenable like i i have no idea like i assumed that they couldn't fix it in the mix because they recorded over zoom but mm. like holy shit man i was just like like how, how do you how do you even put that out? Like I, I honestly felt like like I was gonna have a fucking anxiety attack or something for like the thirty seconds that I tried to like okay does this improve does this get any better down the road? It did not. But um, mm. yeah, fortunately they've dealt that with it since then. But yeah, that was like very very overwhelming and just like mm-hmm. totally unnecessary. <laughs> Right. And like, I don't know about you, but I can, uh, yeah, I can't handle more than like a few seconds of that. And if I have any agency to turn that shit off, I just will. Because yeah, Yeah. there's going to be a meltdown. Like that just like, I can't, my brain can't do it. Like, um, and in our, in our world too, of like, um, I think Jesse Meadows was calling it like the fire hose of information. Like Mm -hmm. where it's just kind of an onslaught all the time. Like millions of tabs open, different music, <laughs> different conversations and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't, there's no way I could do a podcast like that either. I'd be like, ah, <laughs> running down the street, screaming with my hair on fire, get away, make it stop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I had, um, there was something else I was going to say about uh, the sensory thing, and it mm. has left my brain momentarily. Um, so maybe it'll come back around again. <laughs> mm, maybe we're both a little bit spacey because it is Monday. It is indeed Monday. Uh, speaking of which, how's, how's work been going for mm. you? Oh, um, it's been surprisingly good. Um, and it's really weird because mm. um, I think I was so traumatized at my former job. I'm actually, I've just started with a new therapist to help me with mm, this. Mm. That I keep expecting like um, a freak out. I keep expecting a text message or a message that <clears throat> runs counter to what I'm being told. Right. Um, so the the actual message that I'm getting is like, wow, this is really great. Great work. Um, we really value what you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, and me being in a meeting with them last Thursday and saying, okay, so to summarize, here's what I'm working on. And they're like, that's great. Don't do anything more. I'm like, what? What do you mean don't do anything more? Like, you mean there isn't any subtext that I'm supposed to get up at six on a weekend or anything or like go to a meeting? Like what? Like, so I'm, I haven't quite, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't accept it yet. Like it's great. Right. And like, I'm really learning a lot too. Cause I just, you know, researched a blog about how to find an ADHD coach and it's, you know, nice. that, that's cool stuff to, to look into. Mm -hmm. um, they both uh, just come across as incredibly compassionate people uh, they're busy, but, you know, they make time and um, they're, uh, you know, available to me if I need to talk to them about things, but they don't micromanage. And he said that explicitly that he wouldn't do that. So, yeah, there's this part in my body that's still on, like, high alert waiting for the CEO to, like, barge into my inbox and complain about a LinkedIn post. And that's just, right. like, <laughs> not happening. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> just looking, looking behind me. Anyway. Yeah. I was out with some friends yesterday mm -hmm. and yeah, it was like, excuse me, it was me and me and three other folks sitting on a, on a patio mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And they were just like all kind of bitching about their day jobs. And I was just like, man, do I ever not miss this shit? Right? <laughs> just like hearing about people's awful managers and all this stuff. And I'm just like, God damn, am I ever glad I don't have to deal with that stuff anymore you know yeah. knock wood <laughs> i i know right like and as well reminded me that too he's like you no longer have like that's not your life anymore yeah um and that is you know two years later like it'll be two years in june since everything really blew up like it's like yeah like i'm i no longer have to do that and i don't have the paycheck to go along with that, but I also don't have to work seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to deal with assholes all day. And that's nice. It's really fucking yeah. nice, actually. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually grateful for that. But like, I still like, I think I am kind of like, overcompensating a little bit. But I also have mm. to remember, like, I am getting paid part time hours, and it's a part time job. And um, they've said repeatedly, they're just glad for my ex, like, for my experience and the way that mm -hmm. I can write and stuff. So, um, so in that sense, yeah, it's going really well. Um, nice. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, we'll just, we'll see. Like I, I can feel my eyes darting around. This is actually something my new, I have a trauma therapist now, which is great. Mm. Um, and she said like, I don't even know if you realize you're doing this, but you're if this isn't an ADHD distractibility thing. You are constantly scanning your space for safety. Hmm. 
And I was like, really? She's like, anytime there's a noise, your eyes goes over there. Anytime, like, and I was like, wow, okay. So yeah, there's some, there's some shit there, but, um, well, I definitely do the same thing. I mean, yeah, that's that for me. Um, I've talked about this before. Like I have very, very sensitive hearing and that kind of audio stuff is, is for me a big part of like where my ADHD symptoms go. And yeah, like, because I am so, I I do have such sensitive hearing, like, yeah, any sort of unexpected sound, my head turns immediately because I'm like, oh, what was that? That was unexpected. And especially if it was like an interesting sound, um, Mm. or, you know, like a a people related sound, Mm. um, gossip. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing, I, I remembered the thing that I was going to talk about before about like mm. uh, uh, some audio overwhelm stuff. Um, the one that I've noticed lately, really, and I've known this for a long time, but I sort of was able to just like put a, a, a pinpoint on it this week, um, is it's not so much like loud music that bothers me, um, is it's when it's very tinny and trebly, like if somebody's listening to it out mm. of a phone or something like that, um, and it's like way too loud. And yeah, and I was I was over at a friend's house uh, and he was doing exactly that, listening to music on his phone with his Ooh. phone in like a, a pint glass or whatever to act as like a resonator. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it was just like, it was just way too fucking loud. So it's like, you know, distorting coming out of the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, and there's no bottom end. So it's just like, I'm just being hit with just like mids and treble. And like I said, because I do have really sensitive hearing, like I still, I still have all of my like, high end on my hearing that, you know, Mm. usually kind of rolls off when you're a teenager sometime. Um, but yeah, like, like high, high tones, uh, and that kind of stuff. It, it really, really bothers the shit out of me. And like, that's the stuff that makes my teeth hurt. (laughs) Mm. Oh, that's really interesting too. I I envy your hearing and like the, the, um, left, but there are certain tones too that, yeah certain yeah tones of voice especially it's just like mm. ooh, who brought the hyena um like back when i used to drink and you'd go to bars i'd be like sure eh? ah, what happened to you during the week that you have to talk like that no inside voice <laughs> i used to get really irritated i remember being in the drum of monkey once and some woman was just like her voice was just like nails on a chalkboard and i just had to leave i was just like i can't yeah. do this like um yeah, so that was like a kind of a sensory overwhelm thing, but also just like not having the ability to regulate myself and just deal with it. I just can't. Right. Like, um, yeah. Interesting stuff, Jordan mm-hmm. made. <laughs> <laughs> Are well, we looking um, awkwardly at each other right now? Is that what we're doing? We're doing like the, or no, we're not. We're fine. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, um, your, your end of the Zoom stalled out there. So yeah, you were really? just sort of frozen. Like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. So that's why I was kind of staring awkwardly back at you. Um, but no, what I was going to say is, is I don't know if you have any other things that you kind of want to discuss, but I feel like mm-hmm. we're kind of running out of steam here. So uh, mm-hmm. we can just sort of call it, I feel like, at 45, unless uh, unless you have anything in particular. No, I'm good. I'm totally down with you, dude. That's what I think where that awkward thing came from. I was just like, my brain's not coming up with anything to say. <laughs> so why, why force it? Let's just like rest our brains yeah well you know i i kind of like that uh uh you know hmm, 
hopefully this won't be something uh, I'm going to say that, that that puts the listeners off, but I feel like we're getting to a place where we have kind of chit-chat episodes with you and I, and then like more kind of topic-y episodes with guests, um, and then occasionally do like a more topic-y one, just us. Uh, but I feel like that works pretty well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Feel free to drop us a line, a voicemail, email, whatever. Give us some feedback. Let us know if, if, if you like uh, these kind of chit-chat episodes, or if you don't want to hear any of our fucking bullshit anymore, we should just <laughs> Uh, keep talking about strictly ADHD and nothing else. Um, so, of mm-hmm. course, I will be writing down the people that say that and uh, blocking them from from accessing any of our content across <laughs> all platforms. But do feel free to reach out with that feedback if that's how you feel. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, um, yeah, feel free to leave us a voicemail. Anchor F- anchor.fm slash holy shit, I have ADHD. Send us an email, holy shit, I have ADHD at gmail.com. Uh, you can rate and review the show on iTunes and Spotify if you're so inclined. Of course, we would love it if you gave us five stars, but, um, you know, you follow your heart. Follow your darn heart. That's right. Trust your gut. Follow your heart. Mm-hmm. You do you. Yeah, and you can also get um, uh, some a, a tiny bit of additional bonus content over on patreon.com slash holy shit I have ADHD. Uh, but more importantly, if you give us money through that site, you just know that you're, uh, you're, you're contributing to help us uh, do great episodes like the one with Carla that we did last week. Um, so yeah, uh, again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to all of our patrons over on patreon.com. Thank you, Robbie McDonald, my dear friend and co-host. And thank you, Jordan Lane. Always good to see you. Bye for now. If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at, you guessed it, holy shit, I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive. (laughs) 